Welcome to Sin 315. We're here to encourage and equip Christians to engage in the adventure of sharing Jesus with those that God puts into their life. And we're so glad you're here. You know what, Matthew? Ever since that lady left Sin 315, <laughs> she was here all the time, the first things that are out of my mouth, every single podcast is, Hey, Matt. What's up, man? How you doing? <laughs> How you doing, How you doing, How you doing buddy? You going crazy? You die of the hurricane? <laughs> Uh, but you know, tell me what's what's the Lord doing with you, Matt? What, what's going on in this season right now with you? Because people love you. So I haven't worked for a long time, like a full time job. I've been working at the church for quite a while, but I took the addition of a full time job. What well, I and it's not because you're a lazy guy and you're just sitting around at the beach, right? No, no. It's just I've had some injuries yeah. and some setbacks. Anyways, God has given me so many opportunities to minister in this job i can't believe it i can't just the value that i have in that alone is so fulfilling to me much less the job and the different things that i get to do but the amount of jesus that i get to share on a daily basis is really 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 cool and it has endeared people to me i'm talking business owners all different kinds of people because i think it's refreshing to get to have someone that wants to hear what you have to say and is speaking truth into your heart just to speak truth into your heart. Yeah. So that's what God's been doing with me. He's been using me. You know, my buddies who have nothing to do with Jesus, when we have a conversation, instead of talking about calling, we talk about your sweet spot. Just being in your sweet sure. spot. People get that. And it's yeah. not Christianese or anything like that. And so when God is using your gifting and how you're made and what he's taught you to bless other people, that's your sweet spot. Yeah. You saving a damsels in distress like Barbara Johnson who panicked and texted <laughs> me like, what's Matt's phone number? My computer. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I went, okay, yeah, but you're saving women from human trafficking. I think we can come yep. alongside of that. Yeah. Okay, what's happening with me? I got I to gotta share a praise report. I just got to hang out with a young man who I love. And I got to be a bridge where it's been a while and he's been in a season where it's been tough. It's been it's been a tough season. And so some guy that we know at Foothills, he and his wife said, I don't want to trade in my car. I would like to give it to somebody who needs it. Well, this young man needs it. And this is not your normal beater that I get. Okay. Mm. This isn't like, oh, it was a it was a youth venture van or something like that. It's not like that. He bought it new. It has a service record on it. Bob Stahl's Chevrolet. You know, it's always been maintained. It's absolutely crazy. Hmm. And I got to just hand over the keys and say, listen, bro, it's not me. This is the church being the church how Jesus intends the church to be. So that was Amen. a highlight of the morning. And now, Pastor David Matranga, what's God doing with you? Welcome, bro. Oh, man. Thanks Welcome. for having me. Yeah, it's um, been too long. Man, the Lord's doing a lot. It's been a really busy season. And I feel like in all the different hats that I wear, things have just been happening. The Lord's been moving. And some of it's been just opening up opportunities and real favor and blessing and other has been more challenging and difficult and trying to work through things and the Lord stretching me. You know, all three of us that we, we talked before we went on about the joy in the labor. Mm-hmm. You know, and last week we were talking to Jeffrey and Whitney and talking about the refreshing that they had gotten. It's a couple from North Carolina that came to a conference and they needed that refreshing. Mm-hmm. And when you're having joy in the labor, it's sustainable. Right. I was thinking just yesterday, I feel like the Lord told me the Christian 
life is not steady in that we experience the greatest highs and joys that people can know as they receive salvation, as they um, walk in redemption and experience restoration and the baptisms and the weddings, mm. like pastors get to see the the greatest moments of people's lives. But we also are there in the yeah. the Our, lowest, the, the say, yeah. most difficult times. And from losing loved ones to just walking through the consequences of sin, where we get to walk through that with people. And so our lives are not steady in that we have these right. significant changes, but through that, the Lord is steady. Hmm. And we get to hold on to that. So just, I think this past season has been a little bit of that, not like the lowest of lows, but just dealing with stuff, dealing with life and people and sin in the world, but also some incredibly good yeah. stuff. No, absolutely. When you, yeah, the sweet stuff is sweet and the hard stuff is hard and he's an anchor. Yeah. And you know, the thing is, and you know, we've had pastors on the show. Most of the people who come on the show aren't pastors. Mm -hmm. Most people listening, I would guess, are not pastors. Mm -hmm. But that all translates when you're walking and as a son or daughter of the Most High God, mm -hmm. he will put you into those places where yeah. the enemy is working hard on death and destruction. And our mission is to destroy the works of the yeah. enemy mm -hmm. as Christians not just pastors. Mm -hmm. But when you talked about multiple hats, mm -hmm. can you explain that? <laughs> like what's a, what's a normal week? So well, what do you do? At Foothills, our incredible church, the church where I came to know the Lord and have been just incredibly blessed to be a part of. Since then, I oversee the young adults ministry is the main hat I wear. Okay. So I, I pastor that. And then I also oversee our higher ground clubs, which are after-school Bible clubs on middle school campuses, public schools yeah. here in East how, how County. How many of those? We should be opening up our fourth one real soon. Okay, It's been a challenge. Of course, all of them shut down during COVID, and then we have just been challenged with every obstacle you can think of oh, yeah. rebuilding these clubs up. And then I am involved in a ministry called Turning Point Faith. It's um, a ministry that hopes to find people within our congregation and, and just other Christians that want to fill seats and play a role in local politics from planning boards to school boards and city council. And then we also try to support those who are in office who are fighting for Christian values. Yeah, what I like about it, first of all, the, the demographic that's going on, these are young families. It's a larger age group than that, but mm -hmm. it's people who may never have felt political mm -hmm. and all, but they see that Christians need to have a voice mm -hmm. and need to be active and they need to serve and they need to lead. That's what I see going on. Jenny's been on the show and yeah. that was powerful. Yeah, I love what's going on there. It makes a lot of sense, especially because I know a lot of the people that are involved in TPUSA, mm -hmm. in, in our group at least, they love people. 
They love people sacrificially, not just people who agree with them, who line up with all of their Mm -hmm. philosophies and everything, but, you know, we're here to share the love of Jesus and the gospel. So when you disagree with somebody, sometimes when you really (laughs) disagree with somebody, combining that with the heart of Jesus for them Mm -hmm. is magnificent. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Now, here's something that I can't do because I didn't prep enough for it. Name all of those children you have, because I yeah. got mine. I mean, I got Thatcher. That's easy, man. We're bros. Yeah. But how many children, and what are their names and ages? Yeah, so I have four kids that I get to play with right now. The fifth is on on, on the, way. the way. Wow, I and didn't so, know that. Yeah, Congrats. <laughs> really stoked. So Thatcher is my oldest. He turns 10 tomorrow. Oh, man. And then Adley is eight, and Quinley is gonna be six and then shepherd is my three-year-old and then we have a baby boy coming in march there we go so david has entered into the foothills five foothills is repopulating the entire planet with for real wonderful human for real yep and those are cool names by the way yeah they really are okay so what one of the things that i wanted to say and and hopefully this will embarrass you properly you are part of a band of brothers Like we sit around a senior pastoral team, you know, almost every single week. We're Mm going to go to Texas real soon. We'll probably be in Texas when this airs. Airs, Yeah. And that's extraordinary Mm -hmm. because you look around the table and you go, we're in this together. We're for each other. We don't mind confronting each other in love about things because we're on a mission Mm -hmm. that God gave to Mark and Dave Hoffman and they were humble and vigorous spiritually enough to keep our eye on the ball and and Mm -hmm. now it's our turn but i have to tell you something brother you are a rare breed for me you have the heart of a shepherd and a pastor and it is so so you reek of it so there must be a better way to say that (laughs) but you just smell like it tastes like it sound like it and um, you are one of my brothers that i want to be more like you are a great example of a servant leader so thank you so much thank you for serving so how did you get involved in all this stuff man you weren't the water polo player right i did for a little bit that (laughs) was is that part of the road (laughs) that was an interesting season leaving that was a big test in my life. Leaving sports to do more ministry in high school was a big deal. I started getting plugged in and leading high school groups and being a high school helper in the junior high ministry. Then I I felt called to go into ministry my senior year. That was something new. I figured I'd do ministry, but probably teach or something else. And then the Lord really moved. I I could remember a specific moment my senior year of high school felt called into ministry and then I started pursuing that with John Hoffman and yeah. becoming an intern. And you mentioned being part of this band of brothers, the, the pastoral staff that we get to be part of. I I didn't think that was really possible for so long. At 18, 19, 20, you see the guys who are ahead of you and it just didn't seem like there would be a spot. Just the guys who were on the board to fill those spots, there seemed to be this line of really great young men that were just ahead of me. Yeah. And many of them are still around. And for varying reasons, they either stepped out of ministry and pursued other careers or just 
to be in this group and to minister along um, men that I think exemplify Jesus in in ways I want to run after. Yeah. And we could just spend the entire podcast talking about the different qualities and characteristics. Pastor Hank, the way he serves and humbly, humbly does just such an excellent <laughs> job leading the worship ministry and raising up those men and then and, and the ladies on his team as well. But then he is so different than some of the other pastors like Neil or Mike. Yeah. But they all get to, I, I think about in Genesis 1, it said that let us make man in our image. And I think about that, how we bear the image of God, but it's not just the image of Jesus. It's the image of, of God and yeah. Jesus and the Holy Spirit. It, it says, yeah, let us. us make him in our image. Amen. But, and then each of us are, we highlight different aspects of that just because of our personalities and the way the Lord has put us together. And our pastoral staff, I think, demonstrates that really well yeah. because I am really honored to be a part of that group. Like, you know, I've always it, it, had a picture of it in my head when, when I first came on. And literally, and I want to talk a little bit about this, because calling doesn't just mean a call to a pastor, a call to be a missionary, mm -hmm. call to be this or that. This is being who, what God has poured into you, you know, and, and, and giving that away. So he has got to fill it up again. So it's not all, you know, they talk about laity and, mm -hmm. and all of that stuff. But I remember I got this picture of this puzzle. And puzzle pieces are all unique. And Foothills is a unique puzzle. Mm -hmm. And the Lord has placed, you just fit right in here. You're the puzzle piece that fits there. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you about calling. Because I, I know that you are walking in your calling and you're being who God has called you to be. Was there a time, was there a revelation? And I'm asking this question for all of these people who aren't in, quote, full-time ministry or mm -hmm. getting paid to do what they do. There's people that work as many hours as we do serving Jesus, and they don't get paid anything mm -hmm. for it, right? So how, how about that calling for you? What was that experience like? You were doing mm -hmm. ministry and everything, so it was some of that, but then something must have happened. For me, as at the time leading a high school, a high school small group, on an early Saturday morning, I, I drove around and picked up four other high school guys, and we decided to climb Cow's Mountain. Okay. And so, front side or back side? Uh, back side. Okay, cool. And uh, it started raining right as we started. <laughs> of course. And uh, not crazy hard, but we get to the top and we're a little wet and it is just fogged in, just real cloudy. And we decided at the top of the mountain to pray together. Mm. And I knew it was different. I knew that not your average group of high school senior boys decide to to get together and spend some time praying but we did and and we spent a decent amount of time praying and at as we're praying these clouds start coming over us and when we finished when we said amen everything was clear it was just a beautiful day and and all every all the clouds were beyond us i remember the lord just saying this is what i want you to do i want you to influence people in this way Hmm. helping them come to know me and walk in my ways. It was different. I just sense in that moment that ministry, more specifically, not just teaching. I figured I'd work with people, but really working in ministry to connect them to the Lord. That was what the Lord was calling me to do. So after that, I 
met with John Hoffman and I think internships are a great way to test the call. So if you are an intern for a year or for me, it was two years. And at the end, you don't want to do ministry anymore. I think that was successful. <laughs> that helps you know Clarity. that that wasn't. Yeah. And for me, I did two years of internship and it was like, all right, let's keep going. Yeah. What What's next? And I was able to, from there, step into a position at Youth Venture. And that was another testing, another challenge. I learned a lot during that time. And that led to where I'm at now. You know, something comes to mind. I remember, because I love to trail run, and I'm out probably at what I call Steel Bridge. I think that's mm -hmm. where I might have bumped into you. Yeah. And so I was there running with somebody. I don't know if it was Christians or not, because I've got this concept called Outside the Walls, mm -hmm. and actually officially before COVID kind of did this, and I think it's a good encouragement to other people. God made you to really enjoy certain things, mm -hmm. right? It could be surfing for all those surfer guys, like you're one of them too. But use the passion that God has given you to mm -hmm. do something to invite people into relationship, yeah. because they might not come into a church, but they'll go, they might do a trail run with you. And you were there with some guy, you'll mm -hmm. remember who it was, I don't, and you were on a mountain bike. Mm -hmm. and, and I mean, it was just like this whole program when my kids were in elementary school called Caught Being Good. Mm -hmm. I just caught David doing what God calls David to do with another <laughs> no. guy. So I don't know if it was somebody who wasn't a Christian or somebody you were like just trying to get more relationship with or discipleship or whatever, but I remember mm -hmm. running oh, into you. Yeah. 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 That, that, those were just two guys from the young adult ministry, and we were we're trying to do that. We encourage everyone, just go, what do you like to do? Yeah. And go do it with other people in our community. And so it was David and Josh were with me, two young adults, and we went mountain biking and David's really in shape and we were not as <laughs> in shape, but it was a great time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's just too much fun. Yeah, what do you have fun doing? Go mm -hmm. do that yeah. with people who may be far from God. Mm -hmm. Or there's nothing wrong with doing it with bros because you get that time of fellowship and, and you yeah. can hold each other uh, accountable. Like Mike Van Meter's Taco Tuesday thing yeah. that he's done for 17 years and his mm -hmm. podcast is coming out soon. That's going to be exciting. There's two things I want to ask you. One of them is... You and I play in another ministry that you didn't list because mm -hmm. you do so many things, you lose track of some <laughs> of it. But we do business and burritos. Yeah. Talk huh. about that because you had a vision for it. And I think it's something that somebody else might be able to catch a hold of and mm -hmm. do it either at their church or just with other guys. Explain your vision for business and burritos. My vision was really inspired by a couple other guys that you've had on this podcast, mm -hmm. Jeremy LeBon and Corey Haynes. Mm -hmm. And I just saw what they were doing and was so encouraged. And I think in the church, it's easy for us to see a charismatic young man and think, oh, let's make you a pastor and just do whatever we can. You're charismatic. You can speak well. Let's get you on stage teaching. And that's not the call for everyone. We do need to be raising up young men that can step into those positions. But then it's easy also on the other side of things to see, oh, you want to open a business or you want to be an entrepreneur or an engineer even or, or something yeah. else or right, then i'm going to take a step back and almost like that's separate from what the lord's doing or part of his plan i was thinking coming into this there's no area of our life that mm -hmm. the lord isn't sovereign over that's right that's right but there's no area of our culture and our society our community that he isn't sovereign over mm. and so 
my idea with business and burritos was simply I saw a bunch of young men who are doing really great things, not necessarily in the church running a ministry, but they're running businesses, starting businesses, even just moving up in other businesses. But they had this drive, this humility. They were doing it well and seeking the Lord in it. They wanted the Lord to be a part of it. And I was thinking, man, we need to invest in these young men. And at Foothills, there's a lot of older men that have really made a way for Foothills. Mark and Dave had the vision. The Lord anointed them to teach, but they needed support. They needed strength. And there were some really godly men who partnered with them and helped make it possible. Yeah. And though that just doesn't happen so with business and burritos which by the way it's called that because we, <laughs> we just started come up with anything else <laughs> yeah, all the other names are all gross and we have burritos every time Dude, we get together my dog my dog's name is buddy no. this is his first time he's been on the show because <laughs> we just kept calling him buddy and couldn't stick with any other name and that's no. the same way with business and burritos it just became it's been really encouraging my hope is that these young men can be those men that we're talking about yep. the ones that in 20 30 years can really come alongside ministries. But again, not just financially. Right. There's a need for that. And I'm very grateful for those who could do it. And I, I pray the Lord raises up more people like that. But this group, they do have more knowledge on AI and marketing. And it's been fun coming alongside this group and saying, all right, we have this ministry. Here's your skills. Here's your talent. This is what you do for business. How can we connect the two and how can we use you in the kingdom because you're not separate you're all part of this right and how can we hold each other accountable Mm -hmm. how can we encourage each other all of that is critically critically important one thing i like about it matt i don't think you've been in that room but i for sure know i'm not the smartest guy in that room (laughs) not at all and i don't want to be because if i was why would i hang out with those guys that are better than me Right. right but these are brilliant you know, Jeremy, he describes himself as a serial entrepreneur. He yeah. doesn't have anything to do with Captain Crunch. And they're just after mm-hmm. it. They're just after it, and they love Jesus. Yeah. It is so, so good. Yeah, it, that should be at every single church, for sure. Okay, so here's one that you weren't expecting, but I want you to talk about it. You're a writer. Mm-hmm. What's God putting on your heart to write, and how is he growing you and developing you in that? Right now... My aim, my goal is to do everything with great intentionality. So what I mean by that is we have this one life and the Christian life is full of joy. We mentioned the highs and lows in the beginning. So I don't want to say we have to be always on this like homework assignment or feel like wherever we go, because Jesus is watching, we have to be like, make sure our posture is right and all of that. That's not what I mean by intentionality, but just, I love the Lord. I know I have this one life and I want everything I do to have in my mind, all right, how can I use this time, use a skill, use this place you have me to to bless you and expand what you're doing and to to steward it well. And so with writing right now, the, the main thing I'm working on has to do with my kids and really trying to raise up my kids in a way where they will know the Lord They will know his ways and they'll be ready for what our culture looks like when they move out. And even before that, the Bible says we need to be innocent as dove and shrewd as serpents. And there's a lot in our culture that 
staying innocent is difficult. <laughs> Just how I have to guard my kids, TV and online and music and all that, that's a full-time job in itself. So all that to say, I'm writing, I'm trying to be intentional with, all right, how can I provide for my son? How can I instruct him in the ways of the Lord? And then if I'm going to do that, how can I develop something where if I do it well, others can follow and, and repeat? I don't want to just do this and be done, not only because I have more boys coming, and I mentioned my boys specifically, that's a little bit more of my focus where my wife, she's writing a bunch of stuff to help. Yeah, your wife um, is amazing. She's incredible. Yeah, incredible gift. over your head. And it, it has been so cool to see how the Lord has complimented us in ways we had no clue when we were getting married, but God is good like that. With writing, he's just challenging me, everything I'm doing to do it with intentionality and to do it so that so that I can leave a legacy that helps others leave a legacy. So um, maybe yeah. it could turn into curriculum of some sort? Yeah, that's what we're trying to do. Okay, got you. Yeah. And currently just, I, and I don't know how much time we have, but currently what I'm working on specifically is a curriculum for young boys in what are masculine virtues. God calls men to That's provide, right. protect, yeah. and to lead. Yeah. And so we're working on 10 masculine virtues that help us to know how to do those things and really step into the role that God wow. has for us to do. I, I remember rad. peeking over your shoulder. It is rad. That's rad. So he, cool. he, resilience is one of the mm -hmm. current ones that yeah. you and I were talking about and everything. Yeah, no, it's smoking good. It's been fun. That's later tonight. I get to teach that class with a bunch of fifth grade boys. Wow. We call it Young Oaks. <laughs> I think that's really yeah, right on. Mm -hmm. It sounds like you're having some fun and, and taking some land for the kingdom. I it is a lot stoked. of fun. It is great. Okay, so basically what I want you to do is I want you to pray for the men who are listening that are in your station in life, mm -hmm. which is... 30-something, mm -hmm. yeah. And those that have those boys that they're trying to grow up. Mm -hmm. So I just want you to pray for them. I just want yeah. you, because the people that really have the spirit for it, they know how to pray for the people who need it. Yeah. So there you go. Mm. All right, let's pray. Lord, I want to just begin by thanking you that I know you. I thank you that you've revealed yourself to me and given me great purpose. And I, I thank you that I'm not alone in that that every single person listening to this, that you know them. In Psalms, it says you think about them constantly, which doesn't make any sense to my small brain, but God, I thank you that you are good. And I pray that you would help, especially the men listening to this who have kids. Lord, I pray that you would give them great confidence that you have already given them what it takes to influence and raise up their kids well. Mm. So may they lean into your leading and into your spirit. I pray you'd give them ears to hear. I pray that they would aim with great intentionality to raise up their children in ways that honor you and will set them up to raise up their children in ways that will honor you. Lord, I pray that they wouldn't stress about being perfect or having it all figured out, Lord, may you encourage them just to take whatever next step they need to do. Yes. Lord, you are an incredible God. I thank you that we do have this life to live and to steward well for you and for your glory. Help us to do that, Jesus. Mm -hmm.